Welcome to the latest PinkCast in the Pink Elephant podcast series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. Hello, my name is Jack Probst. I'm an executive consultant with Pink Elephant. I want to speak to you today about one of the more challenging challenges, if you will, that we face when we're implementing process projects, and that is helping people understand why they need to do things differently as a result of a process implementation project and then helping the organization as a whole overcome their resistance, if you will, or reluctance to embrace this new way of working. At Pink Elephant, we've been using for some time an approach that was developed by John Cotter. John Cotter developed an eight-step approach to helping organizations think about how they will change their culture, their behaviors, uh, overall how will they accept a new way of thinking and acting. And he did this through a series of articles and books that he began to develop in the mid-90s, all based on research that he had done previously. And Dr. Cotter, a Harvard professor, provides some very specific guidance in his books, but just as it is true with ITIL, the books themselves provide some guiding principles, and that's what we want to talk about today. So the guiding principles are all focused around these eight specific steps, so establishing a sense of urgency, creating the guiding coalition, developing a vision and strategy, communicating a change vision, empowering for broad-based action, generating short-term wins, consolidating gains and producing more change, and then finally anchoring these approaches in a new culture. Those are the eight steps that Dr. Cotter has outlined. And so what I'd like to do today is just briefly explain each of these steps, and then possibly at a future podcast, we will talk more specifically about how would you implement some of these steps within your own organization. So sense of urgency. What is a sense of urgency? Well, every change effort, and when I speak of change, I'm referring to organizational change, springs from a compelling need. Organizations have a degree of complacency or a bit of inertia about them in that they're most happy effectively working the way they've always worked in the past. And so we need to create a reason for the organization to do something different, and that is the sense of urgency. And most importantly, we need people at the top to embrace the sense of urgency and be very clear around what it is as they articulate this to the organization because it becomes then the reason for the change itself. But the senior executive who develops the and communicates the sense of urgency, this is not the individual who can move the organization forward on his or her own offices or best efforts. The senior executive who sees the need to change is going to require the help of other senior people in the organization, and Cotter refers to this as the guiding coalition. And so what's required for the guiding coalition is a group of people who are senior within the organization, who have positions of power and they exercise leadership, but most importantly, they have a degree of expertise about what makes the organization tick and the fact that the organization gives them credibility with respect to who they are and what they have accomplished in the organization. In other words, when they speak, others do listen. 
So what does the guiding coalition do with the sponsor who has articulated the sense of urgency? Well, one of the first things that they're going to do is they're going to develop a word picture about what the future will look like, and we call that the vision. And this word picture is an exciting expression of what life will be like when the change is complete. It becomes a compelling drive then for the organization to embrace this new change. And of course, though, the vision itself can't be implemented directly, just like we can't implement the idle books directly. And so what do we need? We need a plan to carry that forward, and that plan is a strategy. So if you need an example of what a vision and a strategy might look like, I think a great one is when John F. Kennedy said in the early 60s, we will land a man on the moon within the decade and return him safely. That was the vision. The strategy then became the three-step or the Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo space program that eventually did land a man on the moon and, of course, returned Neil Armstrong safely. So we've developed through the Guiding Coalition, we've developed a vision, we've developed a strategy, but it is absolutely no use if we've only developed it and we've not communicated it. So the fourth step in the Cotter eight-step model is then to communicate the change vision. And we need to have that vision broadly understood by the organization such that they begin to understand not only the reasons why the change effort is, is being addressed, but also why it's important and what are the most critical factors around um, the implementation of it through the strategy and the more detailed plans that would be associated with the project. And so how would we do that? Well, we want to make sure that the communication is very simple, very direct. Uh, adults like things such as analogies and metaphors, and of course communicating in multiple ways through multiple mediums is most important. But by and large, what I have seen uh, as a driving force for the success of communications is that the people at the top are the ones that are doing the communication. That there are individuals who are leaders in the organization, these are the ones that are embracing the change by talking about it, by communicating, by listening to people, and making sure that everyone clearly understands their support, their understanding, and dealing with those issues, those challenges that surface. So it's most important that the leaders in the organization, they're the ones that are seen as the driving force behind the communication. They're talking about the change. They're engaging individuals in the organization. They're helping others understand why this is important. And then most importantly, they're listening. They're, they're having that conversation with the organization and members of the organization such that they hear what the concerns are and they're prepared to address them. So communication is a two-way street. It involves not only communicating the strategy and the vision, but also dealing directly with those issues, those challenges that people will be affected by the change decide to raise in the communication sessions. But even the guiding coalition is going to need help, and there are going to be people who will be engaged in the change effort on project teams and working with individuals in the workplace and they're going to run, they being the project teams, they're going to run into barriers. There's going to be, whether it's intentional or unintentional, there will be barriers that are placed in their way that will prevent them from achieving success quickly and, of course, with how to great deal of skin knees and the like. 
And what are some of those things? Well, it could be organizational structures. It could be the way the organization is aligned that may create some challenges with respect to the new way of working, or it could be that people need to be trained up. They need to understand that there's new skills and so forth, or even the way in which people rewarded or promoted uh, those could be barriers as well to the new change effort. And then finally, you can't have the boss who says, you know what, I don't believe in this and I'm not going to support the change. That more than anything else can be a significant impediment to the change effort being successful in individual work areas. And so there needs to be an effort on the part of the organization to understand that the project team will need some support to remove barriers such as these and so there's a focus then by the sponsor and by the coalition to support the project team and eliminate these barriers or minimize the effect of these barriers um, through the course of the project. The bottom line is going to be though what have you done for me today and what's most important is that we achieve some short-term wins through the project itself. And so as we're implementing this new way of working, we need to identify those things that we can point to that clearly show that success is being achieved. And it doesn't need to be at the end of the project. What we'd like to see is this be a stepping stone approach. So we identify some very specific activities that can return some rewards back to the organization. And there's a cause and effect relationship between specific activities associated to the process project and the benefits that the organization is achieving. It really helps because what it starts to do is it chips away at the people who say, you know what, this thing is never going to work, or why are we doing this, or there's really no need to do things differently. The old way was better. Short-term wins helps the organization overcome some of those naysayers and the resistance that will spring up naturally within an organization. The organization will be successful. There will, we will start to see the change start to be embraced, and we will see people behaving in, in the new and desirable way. But most importantly, we can't declare victory early. If we declare victory early and we step back away from the project and we say, wow, wasn't that great? We look at all we accomplished. And then the attention of management and the, the project team then is focused on something else the organization can always return to its old way of working. And so what's very, very important is that we consolidate the change effort and continue to move the organization forward, understanding that this becomes a continual effort and it's not just a single project as a whole, but it needs to be purposely and very specifically a point of focus for management to assure that all the benefits that were achieved through the organizational change program continue to live and thrive within the organization. And then finally, the culture is going to change. You know that the intention of the organizational change effort is to change the culture. And by definition, Cotter defines culture as uh, both the norms of behavior of the organization and the shared values of the organization. And the focus of the change effort is to change those behaviors and the values to a new way of thinking about behavior and values that embraces this new way of, of performing, the, whether it's the process project or some other change effort. There's a new way that the culture says, this is the new way of working. And we see that through behavior and values. And so the change effort itself doesn't complete until the culture of the organization is finally changed. So the eight steps, walk through the eight steps very quickly. 
Clearly, there's a lot more information that could be talked about with respect to the Cotter eight-step approach, but here at Pink, we use this all the time. We talk to our clients about what does it take in order to move an organization forward with respect to a new process such as incident management or change management process, but it also could be used for other efforts such as implementing uh, new system development life cycles or it could mean implementing the new project management process. It doesn't matter. The eight-step approach is a very, very useful one, and I hope that you will find that implementing this in your own organization, you will achieve success with respect to your process projects as well. So that's it for today. If you have any questions, please send your questions to me, Jack Probst at Pink Elephant, and I'd be more than happy to discuss this with you further. Thank you very much for joining me today in this Pink Cast, and happy hunting.